Hi, everyone, and welcome to the August 13th, 2021 episode of the Automotive News Canada podcast. I'm your host, Greg Layson, the digital and mobile editor here at Automotive News Canada. It's no secret that new vehicles are in short supply. So what's that doing to incentives and interest rates? How long might inventory remain scarce? We'll get the answers to those questions and more when I speak with J.D. Power Canada's Senior Manager of the Power Information Network there, Robert Carwell, on this episode of the Automotive News Canada podcast. Robert, thanks for joining me on the podcast this week. Thanks for having us, Greg. Always a pleasure. You always bring a ton of information, a ton of statistics. I love talking with you. So let's start here, knowing what we know and seeing what we've seen over the last seven months. How would you describe the inventory situation in Canada right now? It's, you know, it's going to be similar to what what we've been, you know, telling our our, our clients and having our our discussions, Greg, you know, it's, it's tight. It's, but right now it's actually a little bit more of a mixed bag. There's been a little bit of loosening here and there. And there's, you know, there's a segment factor uh, to this, which I'll, which I'll get into. So, you know, while we don't have uh, a day supply number, strictly speaking in Canada, what we do is we judge inventory uh, to still be weak on this continued basis of incentives being flat to down from where they were before the pandemic, while retail performance is also uh, down from before the uh, the pandemic, twinned with dealer gross being higher than it's ever been in uh, in years in Canada, it begins to paint you the picture that. Um, uh, inventory is still a continued uh, issue, but now no longer in in every segment. So, you know, we wouldn't see a trend where incentives were going down while retail sales were also going down at the same time, uh, because you know we we operate in a competitive market with with competitive actors, and you would see them actively trying to to gain share, and incentives would start to go up in the face of of that weakening uh, retail. So that then tells us that no one is actually really prepared to increase incentives by any substantial margin in order to gain sales because they don't have the inventory to necessarily uh, supply that. Now, we we mentioned the mixed bag earlier on. Uh, You know, the Japanese and the Koreans are doing a bit better now. They're in a bitter spot right now as COVID hit their supply chains, their, their manufacturing footprints a little bit earlier on. And they're kind of they were they were worse off earlier on, and now they're just you know kind of first out of the gate in terms of being able to get uh, get some some more supply, especially critically uh, in, in North America. You know anything that's an SUV or anything that's that's a pickup truck. So they got past the bulk of it a little bit uh, earlier. You're seeing some strong performance uh, there now over the first half of uh, of the year. Uh, right now, the domestic brands are having a little bit more trouble getting some of their key product to market in Canada, and a lot of those are uh, full-size uh, pickup trucks. You know, where we're used to seeing, you know, ten thousand dollars or more on average for a full-size truck, you know, we're seeing less than half of that uh, right now. So, we, in a nutshell, we do have those supply um, restrictions and lack of supply in Canada right now in totality in the new vehicle marketplace. But it's it's starting to change in terms of uh, the particular manufacturer or the particular segment. Are, are some automakers, I know they've held on to 
production of high margin vehicles like pickup trucks and like bigger SUVs that come with higher margins, are they now starting to feel the pinch, particularly the domestic brands when it comes to those? Because we've heard the stories where they've shifted chips to high margin vehicles or they've built high margin vehicles without certain features, but still get to cash in on that. Are we now seeing those types of vehicles be pinched by this uh, inventory shortage and this chip shortage? Uh, yeah, absolutely. Precisely. That, that's exactly what's, what's going on right now. And, and if you think about it, you know, so what is the inventory shortage doing, uh, to, to, to retail in Canada? You know, quite simply, it's, it's driving up costs for consumers. And, you know, we'll offer to you in this way. In the first half of 2019, before the pandemic, total Canadian consumer expenditure on new vehicles was about $23.3 billion. That was two years ago, just before the pandemic. This year, right now, in the first half, Canadians have spent um, $25 billion. That's $1.7 billion more in an industry where we sold about 60,000 fewer units over the same time period. So absolutely, everyone is, uh, is making sure what they can build are higher trims, uh, more expensive trims, uh, manufacturers that have a full-size truck or full-size uh, SUV, you know, they want to prioritize those over the, over other vehicles. And we still have to say, um, you know, no one's holding a gun to consumers' heads. Uh, people are 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 freely uh, uh, purchasing these, and and we we we're seeing these sustained um, expenditure levels by by consumers in light of less incentives and and higher APRs. So it's still there's there's still that strength to, to the retail market, and hence it's more of a supply issue. You mentioned incentives a few times. You, you know, you mentioned that you know ten thousand dollars off a full size truck is not unheard of, but it's less than half that. What is happening specifically to incentives right now? What is the average incentive? Uh, across the board right now. I, I know it's been falling. We've talked about it um, away from the show over the last couple of months, but where do we stand right now when it comes to incentives? So we actually took a, we took a bit of a blip up for uh, July month, which is our most current uh, month end uh, data. Uh, and it was up around, not a lot, about $250 per unit to around $4,000 uh, per unit. So it did go up. It was up for the, for the first time in, um, in months. Uh, but Greg, that that doesn't change the essential context of the situation. Is that we're still one and a half thousand dollars underneath the spend level from last July, uh, sorry, from, from July of 2019, ignoring the pandemic uh, uh, month. And uh, July of 2019 was not a strong spending month in totality. So there's lots of room for this to go up. If we feel that retail is uh, really beginning to suffer uh, because of affordability and people are slowing down vehicle purchases or people are concerned about, you know, um, a fourth wave of, uh, of COVID and, uh, and their economic kind of uh, uh, prospects going forward. So there is, there is room to keep retail going at, at a healthy pace. So, Went up a little bit, four thousand dollars. It's still very low in the context of where we were two years ago. I'll give you another stat. Um, if you look at the first half of this year, 
when we measure another way we look at incentives is we measure it as a percentage of a vehicle's price. And uh, if in the first half of the year, uh, with our June data, we noted that uh, incentives as a proportion of vehicle price have dropped for 12 months in a row with only one blip when, when they went up. And we actually recorded the lowest incentive spend in Canada ever since we started compiling this this data in 2012. And that was uh, $3,800 uh, per unit last month, in, which represented about 8% of an average new vehicle's uh, price. We're going to see this waffle uh, up and down. It's going to depend on segment. It's going to depend on, on brand. We talked about some of those uh, Asian manufacturers being slightly better positioned now. It's a competitive marketplace. Uh, they're bringing 22 millimeters to market. They're going to make sure they're on the right footing. Affordability is, I wouldn't say it's an issue, but it's its definitely on the cusp of becoming an issue because, because we can't have sustained increases in, uh, in retail pricing of vehicles and consumers not getting gun-shy about it. So what we notice, Greg, is not only is uh, vehicle pricing still rising, uh, but we noticed that um, uh, banks and APR rates are also getting getting higher because banks and captives are, are noticing that apparently up until now, consumers were still willing uh, to shell out more money in Canada for uh, for a vehicle. So we're starting to see APR creep or loan rate and in, in finance rate or lease rate uh, creep up and consumers are still coming in. However, uh, we're we're calling out that affordability is probably payment affordability. That is that the monthly right. is probably right. going to be right. It's probably going to be at a point where you're really going to want to take a, a close look at that uh, be, because it might become an issue. So, from where I sit, if if I see incentives incentives so low at four thousand dollars, let's say is a round number, um, and I see volumes start to fall off over the next few months, not because of inventory, but just because people are like, geez, it's getting too expensive. Those who can't afford it, let's say, have already purchased those cars at darn near full price. With incentives so low and they can increase those, is that a good thing for uh, volume and automakers and dealers? So is there room to increase sales as we go forward by increasing um, the value of incentives. Yeah, I, I, absolutely, Greg. That that's a very a poignant question. And essentially, the way we see it is, um, we we think the industry is probably going to be back in an overbuild uh, position. Uh, we we we've got better data actually in the, in the U.S. market on this. And the theory is that there's we potentially could be in an overbuild situation by the middle of next year. Um, why we think that might be the case is everyone is, is, is most brands, I should say, are still really low on, on key product right now. You're trying to build as many as you can, as fast as you can. Who is going to be willing to back off once uh, an appropriate level of inventory and retail sales pace is there when you're making record profits? Right. Right. No one's going to want to back off. Right. It's it's just human nature. Uh, so we conceivably might have too many units available in the U.S. by the middle of next year. It means incentives are going to go up and they're going to go up uh, sharply. That's a working theory in in Canada. You know, we, we could be potentially, you know, six months, eight months behind that when manufacturers increasingly start looking to other export markets, 
saying, hey, you know, would you like to take uh, a higher allocation than maybe you're you're comfortable with because the U.S. market is uh, is kind of fully and and well supplied or in fact oversupplied right now, and that's when we see uh, incentives change. That that's a that's a next year issue. That's probably a Q3 Q4 issue next year. Uh, right okay. now, today, for the rest of the year, Greg, we 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 actually don't see much changing. There, there's going to be some waffling in in uh, incentive rates going up and down, and the average price of a new vehicle going going up and down. But it's not going to change tremendously because we're not going to get out of the the supply situation uh, very quickly. Rather, what you might see change, however, are tactics. So we noticed um, that we're starting to see brands offering uh, incentives in a different manner. To consumers, for example, we're starting to see some brands uh, indicate that um, if you order a vehicle, we'll give you an incentive. So if if you buy, order, and wait, don't buy one off the lot right now. We'll give you a, an incentive for that. You know, it's something that can help bolster the number of units on ground right now, and it allows customers who are willing to wait to not have to duke it out with customers who can't wait. You know, because of a lease end. At least coming to an end, uh, an accident, or it's their, their older vehicle breaking down, whatever the case may be, and they need to buy uh, now. So it, it, we're, we're starting to see manufacturers employ some of those different uh, different tactics and how they offer uh, incentives to consumer. And one of the ones we're seeing now pop up is, you know, come order a car and wait, and we'll give you some money. Well, the pandemic has certainly changed things and the microchip shortage um, has done so as well. It's fascinating to see how everyone has reacted to this. And I never thought that incentives would be one of those things. But that's a that's a genius ploy where if you can leave the, the car on the lot for the person who actually needs it and give the incentive to the person who will wait, you actually sell two cars, right? And you don't really upset any customer. That's it. Exactly. Incredible stuff, Robert. Thank you for uh, joining me again this week. I appreciate it. No problem, Greg. Always a pleasure talking to you. We reached Robert at his home office in the greater Toronto area. If you'd like to be a guest on the show, have a suggestion, or simply want to comment, email me at glason at autonews.com. And remember, you can listen to all our previous podcasts on Spotify, iTunes, and Google Play, or on our website, just click the podcast tab at the top of the homepage. That does it for this episode of the Automotive News Canada podcast. We hope you'll join us next time. So long, everybody.